Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. I imagine you probably, uh, you know, in, in a lot of ways you had a you know, very similar childhood to, to mine, although as we've learned throughout the, uh, the last uh, four or five years, uh, in a lot of ways very different. Dramatically <laughs> different sometimes. Uh, yeah. But given that you, you grew up in in the same time period that I did and had a lot of the same pop culture references, you would also understand the constant looming fear, that, like dread even, that one day, probably when you least expected it, but one day, no matter what, it was going to happen that someday the rhythm was going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> my, so my mom was actually a really big fan of Gloria Estefan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, so there's a, there's a story about it. I'm not going to remember all the pieces of it, but my mom uh, stopped buying tickets to any artist that she really liked who was coming into town because for like four times in a row, every time she did something bad would happen to them. Oh no. So as an example, she bought tickets to Gloria Estefan, who sang the song, The Rhythm Is Gonna Get You. The Rhythm uh, Is Gonna Get You. She got into a bus bus accident and like broke her entire back on the way to here. Oh my God. But I guess in, there was like a couple of other instances where my mom had tickets and then something bad happened to the artist every time. So she stopped buying tickets to shows for people there because she was like, I'm cursed. Like they're as soon as I buy tickets to their show, something bad happens to them, and I think that's a wild that's a wild story and thought. Mm -hmm. But like more than once, no longer becomes a coincidence. You know, at that point, like at, at that point, it, it becomes a pattern, and yeah. you have to you have to worry. At, at, at what point do you acknowledge that you actually are cursed? Like. Mm. Right, like, right. Because, yeah. like, one time it happens, and then, like, a few years later, it happens again. Maybe that's the coincidence. But it was, like, four times, and I can't remember who the other one... Oh, the other one that it was is uh, she heard about um, uh, John Lennon coming to Syracuse, and, like, the week before, he ended up getting shot. She was, oh like, planning God. to go down to the Everson Museum because uh, Yoko Ono had art there, and she was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go... I'm going to meet John Lennon. And then he ended up getting shot like the week before. <laughs> she, so like that's one of the other ones. She did not meet John Lennon. <laughs> she did not meet John Lennon. Yeah. No. And then Gloria Estefan and the bus crash. And I forgot what the other ones were. Um, 
I can't remember, but they were also like pretty pretty big things that so she was like, no, I can't buy tickets oh, to things like that. So she only ever sees acts when they come like not to town. Like she'll buy tickets out of town to go to places. Like she just flew to Las Vegas to go see Bruno Mars and Silk Sonic. Oh, Even yeah, though yeah. they're coming here to Syracuse, she was like, no, I just bought tickets to Las Vegas to go see a show. Like he'll be here in like four months, but I, I just can't. I don't want anything bad to happen to him. <laughs> I mean, she's a very thoughtful person. I protect Bruno Mars at all costs, I think is what we're, the moral of this story yeah. is, is where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Hey, Caleb. Hey, Michael. Have you watched any good movies lately? You know, actually, uh, I, just, I just watched one just last night, actually. Oh, great, uh, good. When, well, when I was uh, supposed to be calling my mom and wishing her uh, a happy birthday, uh, mm-hmm. we, you know, we went out and ran errands after work and then I forgot and then we sat down and Ellen was like, I want to watch this. And that this was called The Bubble. Yes. On Netflix. Uh, which if you're not familiar, it's a, it's a recent release, uh, with an absolutely fucking jam packed cast, including, yeah. uh, um, Karen Gillum, uh, Peter Serafinowicz and, uh, Pedro Pascal, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, directed by Judd Apatow and yep. starring, uh, Leslie Mann and Iris Apatow. So very much a family affair. Yeah. Uh, and, Great. uh, you know, going into it, I, I, I was not sure how I was going to feel about it because, uh, like the, the bubble being a reference to, uh, pandemic, uh, working and social groups where people would, would isolate together. So they had some sort of, uh, social connection or in the, the, you know, the case of this movie, like it would be like a casting crew for a film would isolate together so that they knew that they were all like safe and not exposed and could then proceed to operate somewhat normally, you know, while still isolated together. Sports teams did it. The, the great British bake show, uh, they did it. Like it was a, a fairly common thing, uh, which actually was, I think a, a really interesting and, and creative approach to, uh, being able to keep industries like that going at a time when it was fucking not safe to be around other people at all. In fact, it barely is now, like still, uh, as we, right. Uh, as right. We, we, we continue to learn. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the cast and crew of this, uh, film, uh, which in, in the movie, the bubble, they are filming, the sixth installment of the Cliff Beasts saga, uh, which very much feels like something straight out of the asylum. <laughs> yeah, like the, like Cliff Beast Six is a hundred percent a movie we would review. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. I think that's part of why I loved this movie so much. <laughs> like, this is absolutely the trash that we would watch. Uh, like it was funny watching a parody of someone making this, but like with you know obviously an enormous budget and like in in this universe, a, like a well known cast. David Duchovny's in this. Like yeah. so in our world, a very well known cast, but also like for this world, it would still have been like their character. Actors were like famous actors, uh, and of course hilarity ensues. Nothing goes right, uh, and it was just it was it was a it was a delightful escape. Uh, a little bit darker than I expected. <laughs> really? Honest. Yeah. There, there's there's some some dark humor, uh, but just some absolutely fantastic performances by by people that you know and love. Also, a surprise appearance from uh, Chris Butoski. Uh, who I think you know, people will have seen around uh, in film and television, but I think most people, if you 
if you if you spend a lot of time streaming like you and I do, probably seen him in the progressive uh, becoming your parents commercials. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I recognize him. That's what I that movie. Uh, I remember seeing um, a few months ago when Netflix announced it, but they they did a really cool thing where they actually announced it as Cliff B six. No, <laughs> they did like a whole marketing campaign where they're like Cliff B six, you know the the epic, uh, you know sixth installment of the Cliff B series starring, and they were using all the actors uh, like names, like the their character names, but That's showing great. them. So you're like. That's Karen Gillian. What do you mean? That's not whoever, you know, that actress is. And it was really funny. And that's how Netflix promoted it. They didn't call it the bubble for like two weeks. And everyone was like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then eventually they were like, it's the bubble. And they were like, oh, that's actually really clever. Cliff B6, The Battle for Everest, Memories of the Requiem is the full title. Yes, we uh, 100% would have seen that movie. We like throughout the movie, you see posters and references to the other uh, installments in the Cliff Beast saga, and Cliff Beast Five is subtitled "It's Their Moon Now." Uh, <laughs> that's spectacular. And you see a poster of the actors on the moon. Oh my god, I love that. We, I want to watch those movies. That's really fun. I yeah, I I love Judd Apatow movies. Um, I know it's like everyone says it's one of his weakest, but Funny People is a great movie to me. I really, really like that movie. That's the one with Adam Sandler as the comedian, and he hires Seth Rogen to like be his assistant. Oh, yeah, and yeah, Seth yeah. Rogen is like an up and coming comedian because Adam Sandler is like supposedly dying of cancer. And so he's like, you know, getting his affairs in order and stuff like that. Great movie. I really, really like that movie. And he was a, a producer on one of uh, one of the films that we absolutely loved that we reviewed, uh, Juliet Naked. Did we do that one? Yeah. Why don't I remember that? I don't know why you don't remember it. Uh, Chris O'Dowd and uh, the, the handsome guy, uh, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Wait, did we do this? Movie? Yes, we absolutely did. <laughs> Why do I not remember doing this movie? I don't remember seeing this movie at all. I'm literally watching the trailer right now, and I'm like, I've never fucking seen this movie in my life. Uh, <laughs> Unless, uh, you know what? I, I, I will concede that it is entirely possible that I watched it and we talked about it. Okay, because that's, that's, that's what I'm going to challenge, because I have never seen this movie in my life. Okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what happened then. Maybe Ellen and I saw it, and I told you about it, because I have definitely told you about it. Uh, yeah, but I, also, I mean, I like, feel like we've re- referenced it. After over four years and over 220-some-odd episodes, I'm like... I don't fucking remember what movies we watched either. I, I just searched our episodes. Uh, we did not cover this movie. Okay, so we like we we talked about it because yeah. I think I probably saw it in the theater then. Because I remember thinking like this movie looks really good. I love Chris O'Dowd. Oh yeah, Ethan right. Hawk, Hawk exists. <laughs> yeah, Rose Byrne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm sure we probably talked about it because of those characters. Because we did just watch an Ethan Hawk movie. Um, what was the, the time travel one with him? Yes. Yep, that one. Yeah, totally. Uh, so, so there was that. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, he's in Moon Knight. Yeah, dude, you got to watch Moon Knight. I know, I know. Oh shit! It's it's what two episodes in? Third episode this Wednesday. Moon Knight is you. If you loved Daredevil, you will fucking love Moon Knight. Get off my back! I know. 
Never. I can't, no, I can't figure out the fucking... Oh, he's in Total Recall. Oh, the, like the newer one. What? Oh, what, is it Ethan Hawke? What Hawk? did we yeah. watch him in? God uh, it, damn it. It oh, was, uh, he was in Predestination. Oh, Predestination, yeah. And he was in yeah, Lord of War, too. And he was in Lord of War. Yep. No. Uh, I do. So, I, I do also like Chris O'Dowd. You know, uh, you, IT crowd and Bert Bridesmaids, and yeah. you would love Juliet Naked. You absolutely okay. should watch I, that movie. I totally watch that movie. Uh, but yeah, directed by Jesse Peretz, but uh, produced uh, at least uh, at least in part by uh, by Judd Apatow. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I trust Judd Apatow. I he's he's one of those guys. You know, we talked about this a couple of uh, episodes ago. But he's one of those guys like James Gunn who like travels with a crew. And when you see like it's a a Judd Apatow movie or a James Gunn movie, you mm-hmm, already know mm-hmm. at least like four or five of the actors that will be in it. And uh, I'm fine with that. Like, we'll probably end up doing that, you know, with our stuff. Like, we'll probably travel with a crew of people and you'll be like, oh, it's another Night Shift Media Group movie. So, like, this guy's going to be in it or this one's going to be involved. And that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, I can't imagine not doing that. Right. Um, you know, you build build a fan, a following. Um, and uh, But, like, his stuff's really good and I like it. And so far, he has yet to uh, be outed as an asshole. So, I back... I backed Judd Apatow mm-hmm. uh, all the way to all the way to town. Uh, yeah. So there it is. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of good movies, do you know what I just went and saw? I hope you'll tell me. I will. It was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm, that looks so good. It's so good. So this is a new Michelle Yeoh uh, film uh, directed by Daniels. Uh, and, uh, the Daniels, uh, have done some really, really good things. Uh, they did, um, uh, Swiss army man, which I absolutely fucking loved. Um, so yeah, so it's, uh, the Daniels are Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner. Um, and so the films that you have seen them in is, so everything everywhere once, uh, they were involved with the show Nora from Queens, which is oh, uh, yeah. kind of loosely based on Aquafina's uh, real life. Yeah. Um, they did Legion, uh, the the FX series, um, the the Marvel one. They did Swiss Army Man, um, and uh, but that's probably like the big ones. And they did uh, NTSF SD SUV. Oh yeah, yeah, and Children's Hospital, like a lot of that like weird shit. But they did a lot of music videos. Like they did some Tenacious D ones, um, The Shins. Uh, yeah, just, just a lot of music videos. That was kind of where they got their, their start was doing music videos. Oh, dude. Jenny Slate, Sunita Mani. Is, yeah. Yeah. So Sunita Mani is, uh, she, that's more of like cameo. She's like in the, she's in, uh, like in the movie, there's like this, uh, like romantic dance, like Bollywood style movie playing in the background, and Sunita mm-hmm. Mani is the character. Love it. Um, but Jenny Slate plays like an actual character. I mean, she's only in it for a little bit, but she plays like an actual character in it. But I, this movie, I mean, like, look, I know everyone's like, oh, A24, you know, it's going to be fucking weird, but like the Daniels movies are always weird. But like this very much was like the mo- one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in terms of like the type of shots. You know, I I, I sent it to you and I sent it to to Dave, the director yeah. of Somnium. Um, their little, you know, behind the scenes thing where they talked about they only had a crew of five people that were doing the visual effects, and mm-hmm. most of them were done pretty practically. Uh although 
listen, I love the Daniels, but they were like, you know, and we're, we're a small budget film. We're like, you know, we're an indie film and, you know, so we could only afford five people in our VFX crew. And I'm like, oh, weird. So I looked up the budget for it and it was a $25 million film. And I was like, listen, yeah, like hmm. if I even had 10% of that, do you even understand the movie we could have made? <laughs> like we had like 0.05% of that. Like you're killing me here. Yeah. But anyways, it is pretty cool what they ended up doing. And it was actually cool because they talk about, because the scenes, basically the plot of the movie is that uh, there was a multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. And Michelle Yeoh's character, uh, the name of the character is Evelyn. And uh, there is basically an evil entity who has basically uh, found a way to free travel throughout the multiverse. And she's going around and, you know, basically she's trying to destroy every universe, like just crash them all in. And Evelyn gets pulled in to uh, be the, you know, she's the chosen one, so to, so to speak. Um, but there's scenes where she she has to, what she can do is she can pull from any version of herself. Um, she can pull all of their skills and life experiences into her brain so she can use them in her universe. That's cool. So there's like some universe where she's like a Kung Fu master and another one where she's like a chef. And then there's like a universe where everyone has hot dogs for fingers (laughs) and like, it's just really fucking weird and it's great. And, uh, but she like, there's like this scene where you see her like blow backwards through like a whole bunch of scenes and they Mm -hmm. showed how they did it. And I was like, that's actually really like we could totally pull that off because it yeah. was really easily done. He was like, "Yeah, I just walked around town with a GoPro stuck to my head for like four hours, and then we just blurred it and fast forward all the footage, and then green screened her over top of it. Ta-da! Now she's transitioning through all the years." And I'm like, "We could totally fucking pull that off. Like oh, I yeah. could easily pull that off. It was great." But anyways, everything, everywhere, all at once. As of the day of recording this, it is still in theaters. Highly recommend watching it. It was such a great film. Love that movie so much. And uh, Short Round and Data from um, The Goonies and Indiana Jones, non-respectively, is in this movie. He plays her husband in it. That's and it was awesome great. to see him all grown up as an adult. <laughs> I never picture him as an adult. Just right, for, forever, uh, forever, little kid in my. In my well, head. honestly, like I, I didn't either, and then I had to like think about how long those, how long ago those movies were, because like the first Indiana Jones movie that he was in was forty years ago, because mm-hmm. it came out when we were born. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, that was a really long time ago, and like the Goonies was mid eighties, you yep. know. Yeah. So like that's that was a wild. That was like a wild. Like oh my god. That was 40 years ago. But yeah, I, so we, we made a joke about this, but I, like, I kind of wish we had, uh, we went to see when I was there in Syracuse, we, we, we took your daughter and we went to see Morbius, uh, but you're like, oh. we could just skip that and go see everything everywhere all at once. Um, I gotta be honest. I wish we'd done that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but hindsight, like I, I expected Morbius to be like a venom. Like I expected it to be dumb but fun, and it was, it was not fun. It was one of those things. Yeah, I, like I had no expectations for it to be even a little bit good, and it it met my expectations. In fact, it exceeded my expectations for how bad it was. Y- yeah, I, honestly, I was really, you know, it, it really. If it wasn't for Matt Smith, I I think I would have walked out of that movie. I think I would have been like, I can't do this. It was really, really bad. Um, 
something I don't think I ever would have noticed if I hadn't navigated specifically to this actor's IMDb profile and seen these movie posters side by side. But the, uh, the 2000 X-Men movie and the 2001 The One starring Jet Li, yeah. the posters are almost identical. Interesting. I will show you because I can. Obviously, you know, fucking listeners, just figure it out. You know, just, you know how just to look stuff up. Google it. Google it. We don't, I don't need to show you how to do your job. <laughs> if you don't know now how to Google, or as I like to say, listen, Google gives you popular answers. It doesn't give you correct answers. Not That's necessarily. That's something I need you to remember. They, like, they can be right. the correct right. answer, but it doesn't mean that it is. That, that's, that's sage advice. But like, do you oh, see yeah. what I'm saying? It's it's almost exactly the same poster. Yeah, it's literally just they just took the X and just made it a line straight up and then put a circle around it. Yeah, yeah but like in the X Men one, it's the the doors of like the Cerebro Chamber are like opening basically, so it's opening in the middle of the X. And in the one, it's like the circle is opening in the middle, so it's the same thing. And there's even like the way the light plays behind the N, and it makes it look like an X a little bit. Uh, and on the X-Men one, the way the light plays behind the X almost makes it look like an N, which yeah. makes me wonder, like, was this person like the, this, you know, I feel like it probably was the same graphic designer and like, maybe they were just playing around with a few designs and like, that's just the thing that they were super into at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You can copy my homework. Just change it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, movie posters. That's another one of those things that like a lot of action movies, the posters look exactly the same. Like, uh, I, I forgot where I saw it, but there was this thing, I think it was probably on Reddit, where somebody photoshopped in, photoshopped a bunch of posters, uh, movie posters, where it's people holding guns, and they did it so that everyone was pointing at another poster. So it was like this big collage of movie posters, oh, but it was all a bunch of little posters, and everyone was pointing their gun at someone else. Uh, it was really cool. I, that was probably years and years ago that I saw that, but that, that was a really cool, uh, thing. Movie posters. Speaking of movies. Hey, so this Sunday we got a brand new episode coming out and for real this time, guys, we're going to watch the movie, uh, the fast and the furious. So this is the first of the 10 part fast and furious saga. We're not going to watch the other nine, uh, but we are going to watch the first one. Um, so that's pretty exciting. We're actually re- uh, reviewing a, a blockbuster movie. So the last two times we tried to do that this month of April, we screwed uh, up. It, it, we screwed up. We, we it tried didn't work out, and it it just it backfired on us. We somehow like we tried to watch like huge good blockbuster movies, and somehow just found complete trash. Like it's like we can't get away. But this time, th- I I I feel it. Like this time, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Like yeah, I, I've never watched one of the Fast and the Furious movies. I'm excited to start at the beginning and just like, let's just do this. To really, you know, Dom and, and the fam, you know, really figure it out. Yeah, that's, you know, we shouldn't let autocorrect, uh, like autocomplete, like do it for us. We really should pay attention yeah. to the movies we're typing in. Cause I think that's what happened. Cause in all fairness, the first one was end- an Independence Day disaster, Independence disaster. Yeah. So like, you know, I typed in Independence Day and it must have just auto-completed disaster. And then I was like, I'll just watch this. And then, you know, and then Sinister Squad, I probably just typed in like, I probably misspelled suicide and it just auto-corrected as sinister. Like, you know, that's on me. Fast typing, not paying attention. That's like, probably where I fucked up. Fierce and furious, like, they're, they're not that different. Right, 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 right. 
yeah, so there it is. So uh, we will see you this Sunday where we're actually going to watch The Fast and the Furious, uh, uh, hopefully. So again, uh, don't forget to subscribe. That way you get notified when our new episode drops on Sunday. And of course, as always, share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Or, or don't. No, I mean, do. do. Please. Please do. Please do. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, everyone. And we will see you Sunday. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. Mm-hmm.